What's up, guys? Welcome back to the committee. This is your host, Gage Brown. We're joined today by my good friend, Luke Gord. What's up? And uh, I'm making uh, the rankings right now, drawing them up. We're 30 minutes before the selection show uh, pre-conference championship week. We're just going to do a little quick coaching talk here today, and then uh, after the rankings come out tonight, we're going to do another short little one where we discuss the uh, possibilities of certain playoff scenarios, but... Obviously, uh, we go to the University of Oklahoma, so we have quite the opinion on Lincoln Riley. Uh, what Lincoln has done is disappointing, to say the least. I don't want to, you know, I'm pretty mad about it. Uh, I'm sure you have the same feelings. I know what you've been talking about. Uh, the way that Lincoln left the program is pretty upsetting to someone who we thought was a long-term takeover from Bob Stoops, who Bob Stoops uh, sort of handed the key off to. Uh, and now we're hearing that he was in L.A. before the Baylor game. Uh, people knew something may have been going on. Uh, based on the way that Oklahoma came out after a bye to play Baylor the way they did with seemingly, you know, Lincoln Riley off a of bye has historically at Oklahoma been incredible. Uh, and just to lay an egg against Baylor and then Oklahoma State, another game in which just multiple long, third and longs just running the ball. I mean, it's upsetting uh, as a student at the university to see kind of a, a team lay over because of what a coach has done. And I don't think it's right. I think Lincoln Riley is... Uh, Obviously, we've seen the reaction. He is not welcome in Norman again. Uh, how do you think uh, this fares for the Sooners football team? Looking ahead for the Sooners, uh, first off, I want to say that Bob Stoops, program man, he's getting us through this hard time. Uh, obviously, with the recruits, our class of 23, it's not looking good with all the decommitments with Lemon and Nelson and... They're going to have to get someone in there who knows what they're doing. Otherwise, uh, I think they're going to have to hit up the transfer portal, and uh, they better make a, a change soon. Lincoln Riley really pulled the rug out under Oklahoma. Yeah, I think the portal is going to have to be utilized by the Sooners. It's looking like there's going to be uh, probably more people entering the portal uh, that we haven't already seen. There's going to be more people potentially decommitting. Uh, not really a great time for the program. But uh, I'm sure most of y'all weren't able to catch it uh, unless you were a Sooner yourself. Uh, at the presser yesterday, we had some pretty encouraging words from Joe Castiglione, Bob Stoops, uh, President Harris, where they were telling us the program, you know, it's bigger than Lincoln. And I think, I don't know about you, that helped me to think, like, yeah, I mean, this dude, screw him, he's gone, but OU football is more than him. And I really like what I heard from those three. Yeah, I completely agree. The program, Bob Stoops said it, brought it up yesterday that the program is not one person. We heard that message again today, yesterday on the presser. My apologies. And hopefully that's true. Obviously, Lincoln Riley's a great modern recruiter, and that has hurt us in the past couple of days. And unfortunately, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But they got to get someone in, in office real quick. Uh, but thank you to Bob Stoops for stepping up and really carrying our program when, when we need it. Yeah, I mean, 
Bob Stoops is a legend, and I think this has only gone to uh, show the students, the current students, uh, obviously don't have as much a connection uh, as alumni do, uh, as uh, former Sooners who realize what Bob has done for the program, and this has helped to really reassure the students that it's going to be all right. Uh, Obviously, we've seen, we saw the same scenario happened just the day later with brian kelly to lsu uh how does that happen two days in a row no idea how it happens two days in a row uh got a question for you though who left more honorably lincoln riley or brian kelly obviously we saw the text breakup with brian kelly uh at notre dame going to lsu and there's been speculation with the lincoln riley having a two-minute meeting with his team who do you think is more in the wrong in this situation uh, honestly, it seems that the way both of them left dishonorable, obviously, no, no, I'm not really giving any respect to either one of them, uh, especially Lincoln Riley. Uh, we saw on Scott Van Pelt last night, we were watching, uh, late night after the uh, football game, Lincoln came on and talked about how he had first spoken to USC Sunday morning, which is complete BS. Uh, that, that is, that's incapable you can he says it moves quickly which sure it does but you are incapable of leaving the place of which you're raising your children that you've been for years to just pack up and leave within a matter of four hours that doesn't happen uh whole lot of cap from lincoln but brian kelly you know pretty much did it seems he did the same thing he just kind of packed up and left um in Notre Dame's playoff, they got a shot. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, with Lincoln, it's still it's it's tough to measure who's more dishonorable. You know, I know uh, Notre Dame fans and OU fans can uh, share a bit of sadness with each other here uh, in these past few days. But Notre Dame is very well, uh, you know, has a shot potentially for the playoff. Not saying they have a good shot, but if chaos ensues, which as we've seen this season – uh, it has happened plenty of times where you got some shocking results. Notre Dame could somehow find themselves in the playoff. Uh, and, you know, if he were to leave right after they were selected for the Fiesta Bowl or whatever, uh, that would be a little more understandable. But when they still potentially could make the playoff, I just don't get it. Hopefully that team rallies behind uh rallies with each other, not behind Brian Kelly. Uh, we'll see how they play this weekend. I think they should they should win. It's just uh, potential of what's happened ahead of them, but we'll see. Yeah, now we're seeing uh, Notre Dame's defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman. Uh, apparently, Brian Kelly wants to make him the highest-paid assistant coach in the country at LSU. If that were to happen, Notre Dame lose him too. Uh, that would be just an absolute gut punch. And especially now what we've seen today, a lot of the Notre Dame recruits are now pitching for Marcus Freeman to become the head coach. Uh, what's your prediction? you think he's staying and becoming the head coach, or is he going to Baton Rouge? Um, so obviously the money at uh, LSU is tempting, but I know a lot of these coordinators out there, namely uh, Brent Venables, who's you know been in the news a lot lately here, here especially in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, I think some of these coordinators believe that they're you know just as good as their head coaches. Uh, and want the shot I think that I think he stays at Notre Dame if that head coaching position becomes available yeah I 
the money is going to be tempting, and I think Notre Dame, obviously, as big as a program as it is, is going to be they'll be well off. Uh, you know, perhaps either way, um, but it's going to be interesting to see what's happening um, with the other coaches because Notre Dame, Oklahoma are the two biggest openings right now. Uh, but places are filling up quick and. Obviously, both this Lincoln News and Brian Kelly were both unexpected. Uh, so will we see any more unexpected moves? Uh, you have any bold predictions for a random coach hire out of nowhere? Uh, not as of right now. O- Oklahoma and uh, everyone up there is keeping it pretty silent as of right now. I'm hearing rumors about Brent Venables. I'm pretty sure that's my safe option on the go-to uh i'd like to see lane kiffin i could see him leave but uh obviously with the news of dylan gabriel who knows what's going to happen with that i have lane kiffin's name put brent venables heading to ou and then uh i guess for a surprise i could see luke fickle uh taking the job at notre dame yeah i think uh we're seeing a lot of potential traction for fickle here i saw some today uh talking about how notre dame wants to re-establish their recruiting trail within Midwest Catholic powerhouse schools. And apparently they're saying that Luke Fickle could be the guy to do that. Uh, I would not at all be shocked if Fickle were to go to Notre Dame. Uh, And I think potentially he could be a uh, surprise hire at OU. Uh, If that um, were to happen, I think I'd I'd be pretty good with that. Uh, Do you think Fickle can keep the 22 class Oklahoma together, and would he be a good fit for the Sooners? I think he'd be a great fit for the Sooners. Uh, potentially bring some people over from Cincinnati. they got a good team over there. And then uh, you saw how he rallied the troops up there in Clifton. I think that he'd be great for keeping the 22 class together, give them something to feel good about, uh, potentially keep them coming here. And then uh, kind of he needs to reconstruct that class of 23 I think he'd be the man for the job. I think uh, Brent Venables, again, could also bring some people over with Clemson and uh, establish a new dynasty. OU's a good job. Notre Dame's a good job. And I think both of them are going to be all right. It seems like the sky is falling in South Bend and Norman. but And again, it's going to get worse before it gets better, but I think it'll ultimately resolve itself. Yeah, I mean, both are historical blue blood programs. So I think in the long run, they'll be all right, uh, as we heard big game bob talk about in the presser uh and then obviously with the 23 class we've just seen uh five-star quarterback malachi nelson former oklahoma commit has just announced his commitment to usc and lincoln riley um and makai lemon his teammate has also decommitted from oklahoma today uh and though deandre moore uh, another five-star playing at los alamitos has announced his uh or trying to find the word uh he has re-upped his commitment at Oklahoma, uh, assuring that he is still committed as of now. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. Obviously, he transferred to Los Alamitos, so he's not originally a player from there. But uh, the Sooners recruiting is going to take a hit here, obviously, as we've already seen. Uh, it's been a pretty big one. Um, but it happens when coaches leave. Uh, and what I think is interesting about uh, the Brian Kelly to LSU is now Brian Kelly we've seen who's already been a pretty good recruiter. Uh, he's now going to have the opportunity to recruit without these academic boundaries. How do you think LSU's recruiting uh, is going to shape up with Kelly at the helm? Uh, I think it's definitely going to improve and LSU is going to become uh, 
much better, hopefully on offense, hopefully they can get a quarterback in there. Uh, and also not having this academic uh, boundary to get over. However, I don't know if he's up there with the modern recruiters like Lincoln Riley and all these uh, younger guys like Lane Kiffin. He's going to have, he's got his work cut out for him in the SEC, uh, mentioning Kirby Smart as well. And it's going to be tougher for him, but I think he can do it. Yeah, I know. No, we just saw uh, five-star LSU quarterback commit Walker Howard just uh, reassured his commitment as well to the Tigers. Uh, so it seems like there's some good uh, good response from the LSU uh, recruiting trail in terms of Kelly's hire. Um, and obviously, as we talked about, Notre Dame's recruiting is limited to what he can do academically uh, in terms of their standards. Um, but the SEC job, the money, it got him. He moves on over. Uh and we've just seen Mark Stoops has just re-upped with Kentucky, and he's really made that program uh, quite a. He's made quite a difference there. Uh, how, what 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 trajectory do you see for the Wildcats? I see the Wildcats uh, continuing to trend upwards. Uh, Mark Stoops, his name came up a lot for the Oklahoma job, and uh, good for him uh, sticking to his guns in Lexington. Uh, I think the longer he stays there, and builds that program up. I think they're just going to get better and better. Uh, I think getting some new recruits in there and getting rid of Will Levis eventually will help that team get better. And their recruiting in the Ohio area has been pretty good. Maybe they can work down south and get get better. Yeah, I know we've seen uh, interesting things from Will Levis with his uh, ways of eating bananas. And, of course, he's been average at best. But Kentucky has put together uh, multiple good seasons under Stoops. Uh, so I think it's definitely uh, a very proud day in Lexington to see that he has re-signed there. Uh, they're definitely going to be really happy with that. Uh, some other jobs we've just seen taken up. We saw Billy Napier go to Florida. Um, are the Gators going to be able to rebound from this disaster that they've just seen end with Dan Mullen as he crashed and burned out of Gainesville? Let's hope so. I, I feel like that fan base in Gainesville is one of the most unrealistic in the country. Sorry, Gator fans. Uh, I know you guys expect national championships every few years. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. And uh, Dan Mullen, I think his class is ranked seventh in in the nation, and that's not cutting it in the SEC. Uh Billy Napier has really got to go out there and emphasize recruiting, and if he can do that, I see the Gators trending upwards. But he's definitely has yeah he has his work cut out for him. Yeah, I was you know after what Dan Mullen said last year regarding the Cotton Bowl, uh, regarding his team's effort, I was I, I was all out on him. Uh, so you know I don't really I'm not a Dan Mullen guy. Uh, we'll see where he ends up, but I think Florida's gonna Florida like you said, has plenty high expectations from their fans, which uh, obviously I think are unrealistic as well, comparable to, I'd say, LSU, who also thinks they should win a natty every year. Absolutely. Uh, when they can't, you know, they they got to get through Bama. They've got the rest of the tough SEC West. So the expectations for both of those programs are high, uh, but potentially their new uh, coaches will push them up. And speaking of the SEC, uh, so Lincoln Riley, 
Apparently, it seems the whole time he was not on board with Oklahoma's move to the SEC, now finding himself in the Pac-12. Was Lincoln scared of the SEC? Absolutely, man. He goes to that Pac-12 conference, which uh, obviously has Oregon, but is relatively wide open. Uh, you know, he's going to get his five-star recruits in there from California, five stars, four stars, whatever. And ultimately, I think they're going to take over the Pac-12, but, you know, good for you, whatever. Uh, he's scared of the SEC. And then obviously I'm an Oklahoma Sooner, and I'm pretty bitter about what happened this weekend, but I think I think he's scared. Yeah, I'm... Of course, we've already we've already given our feelings on Lincoln of what he done. Uh, traitor is a word being thrown around plenty. Uh, I don't mind it too much. Uh, I think he did a, he did the Sooners pretty dirty, just as Brian Kelly did Notre Dame. But which job opening up is more desirable, uh, Oklahoma or Notre Dame? I think the Oklahoma job is more desirable at the moment. Uh, obviously, they're losing commits left and right, but uh, they've got a talented team there in Norman, and uh, there's potential with people who have shown interest and not yet committed, and the, there still is a chance to get those decommitments back. Uh, if a great recruiter can get in there and salvage that class, I think it's a more attractive job. Yeah, I think obviously, as we talked about with Kelly, the restriction academically is tough. Uh you know, plenty of schools hold that high standard for their athletes, which you see places like Alabama. Uh, you don't you don't really have to be Albert Einstein to go play football at Bama. Um, so I think that I, I'd give the lean to OU there too. Uh, and what we heard in the press conference, uh, we heard uh, Joe Castiglione talking about how Oklahoma has been receiving uh, reach-outs from coaches who you would never guess. If you had to put a list of the three coaches you would never guess who Joe Castiglione says have reached out to the Sooners, what coach? What three coaches would you think would be most likely to do that? Uh, obviously, for one, this is kind of a little bit out there. Luke Fickle, we talked about that. He's uh, pledged allegiance to Cincinnati. Uh, did that last year. You know, He said he's committed to the program, says it's the best team he's ever coached. I think there's a little bit of interest there, potentially. Uh, I also heard about Mike Leach, who served under Bob Stoops uh, at Mississippi State. He's obviously uh, had some big wins there uh, in Mississippi, but he's got the ties to OU and uh, to the Big 12. I think he could potentially come back. And then lastly, uh, I'm hearing a potential Bob Stoops return. Nobody has really talked about that too much uh, because they're focused on Brent Venables. or whoever you may say, but he's a program guy, and if necessary, they they can keep him sticking around. Yeah, I think I I, I don't think I really see Bob Stoops uh, becoming the long term option in ca- unless something terrible happens with the other coaching offers. Because I feel like if Bob were to have taken the job, he probably would already have it. They would, you know, I'm a, I'm assuming they've already they already offered it to him if he wanted it. Uh, but he's here to do anything for the program, which so you know, uh, he'll still be involved. But we've heard some rumors coming around that uh, Venables landed in Norman a few days ago. We heard uh, former OU player Rufus Alexander posted that on Twitter, uh, although he says he's not. Uh, don't trust him too much as a great source. He was uh, saying on there, 
How soon do you expect these uh, Oklahoma and Notre Dame jobs to be filled? I I would hope as soon as possible. Uh, Notre Dame is obviously in a different spot than Oklahoma with their playoff chances. Give me at till the end of the week at, at most for the Oklahoma job. Uh, for the Notre Dame job, I'm looking anywhere in the span of one to three weeks. I think the the t- clock is ticking for both of these teams, and they got they got to go quick. Yeah, obviously they don't want to miss out on the top candidates, uh, and if Notre Dame does end up retaining Marcus Freeman and making him the head coach. I think that's a good move for them. And obviously the recruits, uh, that's something they want to see as well. Um, but w- after seeing Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly leave on the just out of nowhere, uh, it kind of makes you wonder, like how we said, the, the unexpected jobs, uh, people reaching out. Is anyone up for grabs? Is there anyone safe? Uh, and, you know, obviously, like, Saban's not leaving. But if one of these schools could potentially just nab some out of nowhere, uh, I think, like you said, you mentioned in your top three, I think Fickle could be one of those guys who just, uh, even though he's high up on the odds for both schools, uh, I, th- I could see Oklahoma just getting him. That's their guy. That's the guy they want. Uh, and I think he could be Norman-bound, potentially. How about a Shane Beamer return after just one season in South Carolina? I think there's there's a possibility for it, um, and I, I you know he's just started his journey there. Uh, he's just moved on to become a head coach there, so coming back would be an interesting story. I'm not all sure that that is something that he would he would want to do. Uh, after just going to South Carolina, though, I definitely could see that realistically. Uh, could you pull up here the odds? What uh, Notre Dame and Oklahoma coaching job, uh, what are the top five odds looking at? Look at those real quick. I know we saw yesterday, I saw a post come out for it, where Kiffin was second on the Oklahoma, and I believe there was Fickle on there, there was Beamer, uh, Mark Soup's on there, he's gone now, what are we looking at? So, uh, as of yesterday, I haven't got the new odds yet, it looks like Sportsline hasn't released them, we got Brent Venables at plus 250, Lane Kiffin at plus 500, we also have Mark Stoops at plus 500, but he's out of there, uh, Matt Campbell at plus 600, I hope the Sooners don't go for that, uh, yeah. Luke Fickle at plus 700, and then we got Jay Norvell at plus 800. And lastly, uh, Bob Stoops at plus 900. Other names on there are Josh Heupel from Tennessee. We got Shane Beamer from South Carolina. Crystal Ball from Oregon. Aranda from Baylor. That could be pretty interesting. And Cliff Kingsbury, who uh, today said he's not thinking about the Oklahoma job. So from what I'm hearing from that list, uh, there seems to be a lot of candidates out there, I think, a lot, a lot of OU ties. Obviously, we heard in there. Uh, you heard uh, Beamer. You heard Hypo, uh, Venables. Uh, so I think uh, Bob is probably getting out, reaching out to people he knows, his former workers, and for the OU job, I think the odds odds are probably better for you know. I would probably take 
Venables, based on what we've heard, I think, what do you say, plus 250 on there? Plus 250 on Venables, yeah. Plus 250, I don't think that's terrible. Uh, what is the best bet on there for you? What do you think? Uh, Brent Venables, obviously, like, I've heard a lot of him uh, spending time in Norman in the past 24 hours. He's probably my go-to bet. Uh, I'd like to see Lane Kiffin here. I'd also like to see Brent Venables. Those are my top two, but... I'm going to go with the safe option of Venables here. Venables plus 250. And Notre Dame's odds, what are we looking at there? Uh, we got Marcus Freeman in first with plus 120. We got uh, Luke Fickle in second with plus 300, followed by Matt Campbell plus 700. We got Jeff Braun at plus 950. And then Urban Meyer at plus 1,000. All right. Urban says he's not coming back to college. He just put that out there. Uh Hopefully, I would. If Urban Meyer went to Notre Dame, I would definitely uh, not be rooting for the Fighting Irish even more. Uh, but I think an interesting one on there that I may place my money on, uh, may may have to look at, is Matt Campbell. I think he would be a pretty decent fit at Notre Dame, uh, moving not too far from Iowa State where he's already at. Uh, and obviously, the recruiting restrictions. Um, would maybe be more something closer suited to him as he's already his coaching career has featured more of um low you know we they've been pushing the story for the past few years iowa state has the three-star talent uh with the five-star you know heart and i think for the ou job campbell i i'm not thinking that he would be one of the best candidates but for notre dame i could see that being a decent fit and at plus 700 you said Matt Campbell at plus 700. I yeah. think that's a decent bet to take. And we got Urban Meyer at plus 1,000. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. And then uh, lastly, a notable name we got on there is P.J. Fleck from Minnesota at plus 2,000. I don't think that's a terror. That's, you know, I. it could end up happening out of nowhere. I haven't heard any buzz about Fleck, but I think that would be an interesting one. Uh, do you think... I don't know. Plus 2,000 is good money, but... I haven't heard anything. Is uh, is Fleck an option to leave for one of those big jobs? Uh, I think he he might be. He has built something pretty good in Minnesota. Uh, I think that they did not hit their ceiling this season, uh, potential-wise, on the field. Uh, they looked good against Ohio State, and I thought they were going to have a similar season to their 2019 campaign. Uh, obviously, it didn't turn out like that, but I think they're a better football team than what their record portrays. And P.J. Fleck is a great candidate. I think he has a chance to swipe that job, but in front of the other guys that I mentioned, I don't quite know about that, except for Urban Meyer. Give P.J. Fleck more of a chance than Urban Meyer. Yeah, I think I would too. And talking a little bit more about like what you say in Minnesota, I think Minnesota has they, – they haven't had a fantastic year, but obviously Ibrahim uh, went out early. Uh, but he says he's coming back next year, and so is Tanner Morgan – Again, so you know Minnesota potentially next season could be competing for that Big Ten West again and maybe push up a little more uh, in there. And obviously you got Iowa who won it this year, which uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't view Iowa too highly uh, compared to obviously you look at the Big Ten East with the uh, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State in that division, and even Penn State back there and. Be- way back there, Penn State. Not not even right there. James Franklin has just been given the big ten year extension. Uh, he was talked about a while for the USC job for years. Um, 
when Helton was still there even. Uh, is that a good move for Penn State to keep Franklin on that long? I think uh, with all the publicity coming out of Penn State uh, in the past five to ten years, he's done some good things for that program. Obviously, the last two seasons, they have been really disappointing and probably lost some games that they should have won. But I think he's a good man for the job. Uh, I think he competes with Ohio State pretty much year in, year out. Last season was an exception where they got off to that brutal 0-5 start. But... I think in in the long run that yes he he's a good fit there. Yeah, and obviously you see the Penn State twenty two class is a phenomenal looking class, and they have uh, Drew Aller there coming in at quarterback, who uh, many believe can potentially elevate the program uh, and make it uh, potentially an Ohio State topper. Uh, and now we've got. Ohio State then tops finally. Jim Harbaugh cracked through, got the win. We're just about to see uh, the committee's rankings. I'm finishing up the top 10 here. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and announce what we've got here. We've got a number 10, Wake Forest, 10 and 2, playing Pitt this week in the ACC title game. We'll talk more on that later, uh, as we will the rest of the games after the show, and we'll do some preview talk more in the week. We've got Baylor at number 9, Ole Miss at 8, Ohio State dropping to 7 following the loss. Uh, Notre Dame at 6, potentially still looking to make into that playoffs week in there. Uh, I've got Bama at 5. I was not impressed by their performance against Auburn at all. Oklahoma State jumping up to 4 after the big Bedlam win. Cincy remained at 3. Michigan all the way up from 5 to 2. And obviously at number 1, goes without saying, Georgia. Um, are we going to see from the committee, what, what kind of shakeups are we seeing in the rankings today? Uh, from the committee today, I think we're going to see, uh, I think, and I, I hate to say this, I think uh, Cincinnati's going to get shorted again. Oklahoma State's going to jump into that four spot. Michigan's going to, I think, squeak in there at number two. They're going to keep Bama at three with that Bama bias, and Georgia will be number one. Yeah, I'm not, I'm hoping the committee is is as low or at least somewhat as low on Bama as I am. Uh, I have not at all been impressed, and as we've talked about before, uh, I think Bama should have lost the LSU game. They should have lost the Auburn game. Uh, should have, could have, would have, though. Obviously, um, if you're an 11-1 team and you're Alabama, you are going to be ranked up there uh, no matter what. Uh, but they got Georgia this week, so they got a tough test anyways. They're going to have to prove themselves. Um, the ranking's just about to come out, uh, so we will get to you guys after the show and talk about what they've done. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Boomer Sooner, as always. Uh, screw Lincoln Riley, and we will see you soon.